Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your host, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth, healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you here with us today. If you haven't already, we'd love for you guys to join our Facebook community. You can find a link in the description below. In our Facebook community, we're really trying to foster a place where people can come and they can talk about issues or mental health concerns and just know that there's a community of support there. So today what we're going to be discussing is the idea of a hole in your bucket. And this is an analogy I like to tell people to help them really understand why they might not really be feeling loved or cared for when their partner or when their friends or family or when maybe even people at work are doing their best to really show you that they care. And so the basic idea behind this is that you have a bucket with which you can catch love, you can catch compliments, or you can feel and understand that people care for you. Now, in your bucket, if you have some holes in your bucket, when people start pouring things in, that love and that caring immediately starts draining out the bottom. And the more holes or the bigger the holes that you have, the faster it drains out. And so there might be experiences that you've had where people are trying their best to love you, but you just aren't feeling that way. And this isn't necessarily their fault. They're not loving you in the right way. And it's not necessarily your fault not trying to receive that love. But in certain areas of our lives, we might have received damage that actually really prevents us from really being able to hold on to that love or that caring. Right. Sometimes past trauma and negative experiences that we've experienced can create these holes in our emotional well-being. And so a lot of times these unresolved issues can make it hard to fully accept and to retain the love that's given. And so just like you were saying, Tim, even though people are pouring out that love to us, these past traumas or negative experiences just keep creating more and more holes, which cause kind of this continuous loss. We're just like a bucket with a hole loses water. A person with all of this unresolved emotional issues or insecurities may continuously just lose that sense of being loved, regardless of how much love they receive from the people around them. And so unless these holes are fixed, there's no amount of love or concern or care that the people around you can give to you that will make you feel fulfilled. The bucket needs to be fixed and your heart needs to be healed. So here's a little example of this. There's a woman named Emily who had a successful career, a loving family, caring partner, and despite all of this, Emily felt unloved and unappreciated. She constantly sought validation and reassurance from her partner, Alex, but no matter how much love and attention he gave her, it just never seemed enough. 
Emily's hole in the bucket stemmed from her childhood. She learned to equate love with achievements and accolades, believing that she needed to earn love through perfection. This belief created a deep-seated insecurity and a feeling of never being good enough. In her relationship with Alex, this manifested as a constant need for reassurance. She would frequently ask if he truly loved her and would get upset over small things, interpreting them as signs of his lack of affection. Alex tried his best to show his love, but Emily's insecurities acted like a hole in a bucket, draining away the love he poured in. Realizing the strain this was putting on their relationship, Emily decided to seek therapy. Through her sessions, she uncovered the root of her insecurities and learned that her feeling of being unloved was not due to a lack of love from others, but from her inability to accept and retain that love. She worked on healing her childhood wounds, learning to value herself not for her achievements, but for who she was. As Emily healed, she began to feel more secure in Alex's love. She no longer sought constant validation, but instead she learned to trust him and his feelings for her. The hole in her bucket was gradually being mended, and she started to feel the love that had always been there, but had seeped away due to her insecurities. So this story is really a testament to the fact that sometimes feeling loved isn't about how much love we receive from others, but about our ability to accept and retain that love. And it really is important to go through that journey of healing and to learn to not only patch those holes, but to begin to fill our own buckets, not just rely on the love and the outpouring from other people. I do think it's important to understand that this can be a very nuanced thing. If you're asking your partner to change how they love you and you're asking them to kind of shift and to try to follow along with your love languages and then they aren't following along with your love languages, that's definitely one area where you could be not feeling loved from. But if you're asking your partner to change and they change and they're working at shifting towards your love languages, or maybe they've been effectively engaging with your love languages for a long time, but you're just still feeling unfulfilled, that's generally a sign that this is the issue, that the issue is that there's a hole in my bucket and that I'm not receiving this love. Now, a lot of times when we're not receiving the love, we want to blame the person who's trying to love us. Hey, you're not doing it right or you're not doing enough. But a good indicator that this is what's happening is if you just feel insatiable. They do this loving act, and then you feel nothing. And so then your brain starts searching around for reasons or ideas as to why they might not have done it right or why you might not have received it. But the problem isn't necessarily with them. It could be with you and your ability to catch that love. So one thing that can definitely happen when we have a hole in our bucket is that it can cause us to have questions about our self-worth or our acceptability. And so a lot of times when people are struggling in this area, when someone gives them a compliment or they're trying to affirm them in one way or another, that when you're receiving that, you then will be argumentative or you'll try to discount the compliments that the person's trying to give you, where you'll tell them, oh, it was nothing. Don't think anything of it. Or in yourself, you might think, oh, man, they just really don't know me or they just don't understand. And if they did, they would know that this wasn't a great accomplishment or anything impressive. And so when you have that negative belief about yourself or this lack of self-worth, you can sometimes get into those scenarios. Now, one of the things I'll say is sometimes people are being falsely humble and they feel like, oh, I just have to try to push back on that compliment. But they may be receiving it. They may be like, okay, I actually received that. But I'm just going to say, oh, no, it was nothing because I'm just trying to be polite and not trying to sound or come across as arrogant. And so that's a little bit of a different thing than what we're talking about. It's more of a genuine like, oh, no, please don't give me that compliment. This feels uncomfortable. I don't like that. 
And I do think if you're struggling in that area where the compliments feel uncomfortable and you want to fight and you want to argue back with them, you should practice allowing people to give you compliments and just saying a polite thank you, I appreciate that. And then working yourself in your own mind about accepting that compliment. Just saying, no, they meant it, it was genuine, and I'm just going to accept it for what it is. You may disagree with them, but just accepting that this is what they believe, and they're telling you this genuinely. And I think part of this goes into the next one, which is the importance of grace for yourself and self-compassion. Because a lot of times our view of ourselves does not align with the view of the people around us, or even with reality. A lot of times we are so hard on ourselves, and so it just doesn't align. And like Tim was saying, it comes out in those compliments where Alex could tell Emily again and again how loved and worthy and beautiful she is, but it'll never be enough until she gets to the place where she can accept that love and have that grace for herself. So understanding and addressing our own needs and insecurities is so important. It's crucial to begin fixing that hole. And I think one thing that's important to understand is the more holes you have in your bucket and the bigger those holes are, the more disconnected from reality that you are. So when you think about somebody's perception of you and when they're complimenting you or when they're saying something positive towards you, the more of a kind of visceral negative emotional reaction you get to that compliment gives you a good indicator of how far off base from reality you are. And this may sound kind of funny that you're disconnected from reality, but this happens all the time to people where everybody else's perception of the situation can be wildly different from your own. People can view you as very competent or very kind or very generous, but then you view yourself completely the opposite. And you're really giving yourself these overly harsh and negative reviews, but that everybody else sees you differently. Your brain is going to tell you that everybody's wrong, but it's not going to give you the possibility that you're wrong because you're emotionally attached to your belief system. And the more emotionally attached you are to a belief system, generally the farther you are off from being accurate. And so understanding when you have these deep emotional reactions, if someone's trying to love you or someone's trying to compliment you, that that should be the indicator like, okay, I can receive this and this is okay. Or, hey, you know what they're saying this about me? I might disagree, but I'm not feeling any negative way about it. Then that means you're actually closer in connection to reality. But when someone's being loving towards you or someone's giving you a compliment and you have this deep desire to run away from that, that generally is telling you that you're farther away from what reality actually is. Right. And this could be so frustrating for the people around us. And it really does have an impact on relationships. Because if we don't address our own internal negative thoughts and beliefs, it can certainly strain our relationships. And our partners, our friends may feel inadequate or frustrated when their love doesn't seem to fill us up in a sense. And so although it is so important to communicate our needs and work on our emotional health, sometimes that's hard to do to communicate our needs when we don't even know what it is we need. And so we really need to figure out what is this hole in our bucket because that can lead to so many misunderstandings and feeling neglected or unloved even when that love is present. A lot of times you'll see the self-sabotaging happen and then a relationship is ended and then it confirms in their mind, see, they didn't love me anyway. Or see, I'm not worth loving and I don't deserve love. I think sometimes people even have more of a desire to be right about what their negative beliefs are than they do to actually get the positive response of, hey, I do love you. I do care about you. 
And I think we've talked about this a long time ago. This is what we call self-fulfilling prophecy. It's something where it's you believe it's going to happen. So then you actually take actions to make it happen without being fully aware that you're doing that. So if you believe you're unlovable, you're going to be more likely to take on actions that prove to other people that you're unlovable. It sounds funny because you think, if I thought I was unlovable, I would do everything the opposite. I would try to prove how lovable I am. But what happens is your brain already has this foregone conclusion, I am unlovable. And so it doesn't want to put any energy into trying to prove something that it already knows is false. Even though it's not actually false, because your brain believes it's false, that is your reality. And then you start acting on that reality. So you might be in a situation where your partner really does love you, but you believe you're unlovable. And so then you're kind of pushing them away, pushing them away, pushing them away. And then when they finally give up because they've got nothing but resistance from you, then it's almost like a relief. Oh, see, I knew it was true. I'm unlovable. So your brain is constantly trying to get confirmation of what its belief systems are. And so you have to be careful about allowing it to choose your paths and your behaviors and knowing like, am I doing a rational thing or am I doing an emotional thing? So another thing having a hole in your bucket can cause you to do is seeking external validation. And so whether that's kind of fishing for compliments or you post a picture on Instagram or something along those lines where you're trying to draw this out. Or another tactic people use is they will talk negatively about themselves in areas where they kind of know they do good in, and they're trying to draw compliments from people in those areas. And so when you're seeking that external validation, a lot of the problem is you have this feeling of this deficit in this area, but it doesn't really matter how much external validation you get, you're always going to be seeking more. And then you're also likely to get deeper and deeper into trying to draw out these compliments because you're not really getting the payoff that you're expecting. And one of the things that I think is so interesting about this dynamic is that when you have these holes in the bucket, there's almost nothing that can really be done in order to make you feel good or to receive that love until those holes are filled. But once those holes are repaired, what's really interesting is a lot of times these positive feelings will start welling up from within yourself where then you don't really need that external validation. You internally know that this is true about me. And so then you don't seek that validation through posting something on Instagram or through fishing for compliments because you know these things are inherently true about you. And then it makes it much easier for that bucket to be filled even by yourself without necessarily needing that external validation. And, you know, we just talked about the impact that it can have on relationships. And this is an area where it causes that stress on the relationship when one party is constantly seeking that validation from the other person and constantly seeking that external validation because when they get it, it's great, but it doesn't last very long. And when they don't get it, it's devastating. And that could be exhausting in a relationship to constantly be going through this cycle. The last area we want to talk about is the illusion of perfection. When we're constantly chasing this illusion of perfection so that we can feel loved, or the example with Emily, she was really equating that love with achievements and accolades, and she believed that she needed to earn her love through perfection. And so that'll lead to this belief of, I'm never good enough, or that deep-seated insecurity that just confirms anytime she messes up that she's not good enough. Sometimes the best thing to do to combat that 
is to embrace our imperfections and to just know, okay, this is an area where I'm not great at. Maybe I'm going to work on it. But knowing that it's also okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be perfect. And as we learn where our weaknesses lie or the areas that we want to improve on lie and we learn to accept it and we see that your partner still loves you. Tim still loves me in spite of my imperfections. And sometimes because of the things that I see are imperfect, the things that I think, oh man, I really messed up on that. Maybe it's something that the person you're with really loves about you. Oh, sure. There's times where like, you will be talking and you'll mispronounce or you'll say a word kind of funny. <laughs> and that's something you can look at as imperfection, but it makes me laugh. It's fun. It's endearing. But it's something you could objectively look at as like a mistake or something that should be corrected. But I don't mind that at all. I actually enjoy it. I find that fun. And so when you go on a journey of healing to try to repair these holes in your bucket, it can be an exhausting and difficult experience. But once you get through to the other side, once you have repaired these holes in your bucket, it definitely becomes worth all of that effort because then you're really able to receive love and affection and accolades from people or even be your own well of love where you feel loved because you understand these things to be true about yourself and not needing other people to give you love and accolades, either nearly as much or maybe even at all. So when you go through this experience, which can absolutely transform your life, it's something that you won't know until you get to the other side. Because one of the things is that when you have these holes in your bucket, a lot of times you've been operating with these holes 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and you don't even understand that you have these holes in your bucket. Until you get those holes filled, then you're like, oh man, I'm getting so much more out of this. Oh man, I can feel this so much more deeply in a positive way. But it does require work to get there. It's not something that just falls into your lap. You got to face up to some uncomfortable events. You got to face up to some uncomfortable feelings and belief systems. But once you get that sorted out, it just makes life so much easier on the other end. So this week, take some time and stop and just look at your life and ask yourself this question. Am I really seeing reality for what it is? Or do I have some holes in my bucket that's stealing some of my love and some of my joy? And then if you realize that, hey, actually, I do think I'm pretty disconnected. I do find that there are several holes in my bucket. You may really want to consider some EMDR therapy in order to seal up those holes so that you can start really experiencing the love and affection from other people and even actually starting to love yourself. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.